Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hey folks, and welcome to episode 20 of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman. In today's episode, we're going to change things up a little bit and introduce the Over a Beer series. Uh, I sat down recently on a visit to Wisconsin with a very good friend, Carrie Mess. Most people know her as Dairy Carrie. Uh, she's a dairy farmer there in Wisconsin and a great advocate for the industry. She has uh, traveled all over the country talking to consumer groups and farmer rancher groups about advocacy and how they can share their stories online. And so Carrie and I sat down, honestly, over a beer and uh talked about what was on our mind. So over the next eight episodes, we've got several different topics that we're going to kind of touch on and share some of our thoughts about, and we would love to hear your feedback. So I encourage you to go to agricultureproud.com slash podcast, where you'll find the show notes and episodes, and then go to our social media pages, Agriculture Proud on Facebook and Dairy Carey, or Dairy Carey and Ag Proud Ryan on the other social networks, and let us know what you think about these conversations. I hope you'll enjoy them. And uh, without further ado, Here's the introduction of Over a Beer. And welcome to another episode of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Goodman, and welcome you to a new series, Over a Beer with Gary Carey. And with me, I've got very good friend, Carrie Mess. Hi. So tell us what we've got going on here, Carrie. Um, well, we have a pitcher of beer, and we have a lot of things on our mind that we want to talk about. So, uh, since Ryan's been here visiting, we decided to go uh, down to the local watering hole here and uh, hide out in the back room. So, if you get any background noise, that's part of the deal. <laughs> like a beer setting down. Or like some... a beer setting down, like that. <laughs> uh, or some jukebox country or some, music. Yeah, bad bad country music in the background. That's not our choice. That's just what it is. Yep. And so tell us about our, uh, our favorite beer here. If we had a sponsor. If we had a sponsor that was paying for this, it would be uh, New Glarus Brewing and brought to you by Spotted Cow. <laughs> Spotted Cow is a farmhouse ale and it is damn tasty. And you can only get it in Wisconsin. Only Wisconsin. So every time I have to come to Wisconsin, I have to make sure to get plenty of spotted cow beer. Well, we have a pitcher, so that should be a good start. Yep, there you go. So for our Over a Beer series, uh, we're going to touch on a lot of different topics. And so for the next several weeks, stay tuned for a different episode, different topic that we're going to discuss. Um, But to start out, we should probably introduce ourselves. I think that maybe would be a good place to start. Yep, probably (laughs) so. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about... How you got an egg? Because you didn't grow up on a farm every day, right? No, not at all. Um, like the closest I had to an ag experience growing up in Madison was um, I lived down the road from where World Dairy Expo is held. <laughs> that was like my big ag experience. Um, and I have like some family members that have cattle and stuff, but I mean, I didn't know anything about agriculture, but um I got involved in FFA in high school. Um, my high school had an FFA program for exactly four years, the four years I was there, and it was a, a big taste of what was to come. I loved horses, and uh, I was like that crazy horse chick. Um, and then I met this guy who happened to be the son of dairy farmers, and uh, I happened to marry that guy uh, like a long time after I met him. Um, and uh, he's mostly okay. <laughs> yeah. mostly but now uh he and i uh 
farm in partnership with his parents. We milk about 100 cows and have about 300 acres. And uh, we have a toddler now, too, that keeps me on our toes. And I'm just going to put this out there. If anybody needs a babysitter, Ryan is your guy. (laughs) (laughs) As long as there's not body fluids coming out, then I'll pass it back. Yeah. Oh, and as long as the kid's napping the entire time. (laughs) It's worked out well this week. (laughs) Really good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not, not just, not just a dairy farmer. And not to say that, to say that's not a full-time job. No, no, it is. It does a lot of good. Um, But you've also taken, you know, a step forward to share your story and to get out there and to contribute to the overall image and conversations about dairy farmers and the products that you're producing. Yeah. About five years ago, I started a blog, dairycarry.com. Go check it out. Um, As I was learning on the farm, um, I've been on the farm about eight years now, but as I was learning on the farm as a city kid, I just really felt like I could use my perspective to show other people what's going on in agriculture. So I started this blog and um, really took off. And... Um, from there, uh, not only have I blogged for the last five years, I've been able to travel around quite a bit, um, North America, Europe a little bit, um, speaking to other people in agriculture and encouraging them to get out there and tell their story. Yeah, one of those trips is we got to go together to France. Yes. And see a bunch of cows. <laughs> Vache Norman. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Normandy cows, and that was a pretty cool trip. It was cool. Normandy cows are my favorite. So what are some of the most popular topics that you've written about? Wait, wait, wait. Normandy cows are my favorite, other than spotted cows that you drink. That's right. <laughs> I do like the spotted cows you drink quite Cheer, a bit. Cheers so, to that. Yes. So topics I've covered, um, I talk about like everything, literally everything. It's really important to me that my blog not just be about cows. Um, so I've talked about music, I've talked about food, I've shared recipes, blah, 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 blah. But my big big posts tend to deal center around animal welfare um, and how to care for animals. I've talked about um, undercover videos. I've talked about um, different things, uh, different marketing campaigns, things like that that have come out, and in my opinion. And those are, are the posts that have really gone viral. Um, however, my most read post is uh, a recipe for rum chata rhubarb crisp. And it is as delicious as it sounds. Um, and if you didn't know, rum chata is a Wisconsin dairy product. So, you know, just promoting little, that a little. A little rum, a little dairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, works out. It's delicious. Good to add a little coffee, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, Ryan has had any straight coffee this week. No, no. <laughs> yeah, sure haven't. So. No. Uh, but, and that's been pretty fun. And so everybody can find you online where? Uh, dairycarry.com is my blog and everything else just look for Dairy Carry. I'm out there um, just about on every platform mm-hmm. and in a local meeting near you right <laughs> yes yes all right so let's turn the tables okay oh I'm supposed to ask you now yeah <laughs> hey Ryan tell me about yourself uh let's see so I grew up on a ranch mm-hmm. in eastern Arkansas people don't think of eastern Arkansas as ranch country no um, but between the rice fields and the soybean fields and in the foothills of the Ozarks, so my family managed a ranch in operation um, with Angus commercial cattle. And we have stalker cows, which are younger calves after they're weaned from their mothers before they go to the feedlot. Um, we would have those anywhere from 90 days to 120 days or so. Um, get them started on feed and, and get them a good start after they left their mother. And then we uh, keep those ownership on those, but send them to the feedlots in Texas and Oklahoma. And so uh, I, I had the experience to 
get to learn from the very beginning cow-calf operation when beef cattle are grown and raised and then all the way to the feedlots. And that's just mm -hmm. kind of been my vacation growing up mm -hmm. as a kid was, all right, we're driving to Amarillo to see our cattle in the feedlot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so that's the life that I grew up living. And so after I'd moved and, and left to college, mm -hmm. um, got to experience some different things and how things were growing outside of that. So I got to go to Wyoming and work on a ranch in the mountains, got to go to the feedlot and work in every single position on the feedlot, which was pretty cool. Um, to get intimate knowledge of that end of our business. Um, and then I've kind of traveled around a little bit, worked in some feedlots after college, went to school at the University of Tennessee um, after Oklahoma State, go Cowboys, <laughs> and, um, and, and get a little more in-depth knowledge in reproduction and nutrition. And now I've ended up in Montana um, working with ranchers the last several years up there in different, different aspects and different positions in the industry. But uh, definitely love travel, but then have taking the opportunity to learn and broaden my horizons to learn about the beef business, beef business more in depth. Well, and you have a horse background too, right? Yeah. So I grew up and we used horses as like, you work with them on the ranch, right? Yeah. How you don't use them in Wisconsin. <laughs> more than just a burner. Yeah. And then use them as like pen riding in the feedlots. Yeah. Um, so, but in college, I did finish a minor at the University of Arkansas in equine sciences. So yeah. I've gone through all the her herd management, reproduction, nutrition, and everything that there is to know in the horse world. And, um, got a good touch on that. So yeah, I've, I definitely enjoy that reproduction side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's been fun be involved in that right we've been friends basically for the last five years yeah thanks to twitter yeah well so it was a conference that we met at the first time and i remember at the time i was like oh my god that's ryan goodman oh, he has a big blog like he has tons of followers and i was like so like in awe and we became good friends we bonded over good music red dirt yep cody canada cody canada would be a big part of that and uh We've both kind of pushed each other over the years to to keep going and uh, keep keep things going when each one of us has faced burnout and yep. just gotten sick of everything and wanted to burn it all. <laughs> burnout, burn it all. It's all kind of the same. Yeah, that's okay. You need somebody to vent to. Right. But yeah, so we were at a conference and I was the shy kid standing in the corner. And I don't allow shy, shy people to exist because I'm like, hello, how are you? Let's have a beer. <laughs> Scare me a little bit. Yeah, back then, he didn't even have a smartphone, you guys. <laughs> it's all right. I was proud of my dumb phone. I yeah. could still tweet on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been involved in advocacy a lot and grown since then to have blog agricultureproud.com and have talked a lot about my story and things that I've encountered. Yeah. You should start one of those podcasts. I hear they're really popular. I should, right? <laughs> Hopefully people will listen to it. Yeah. But well, it's, maybe. it's been fun and tried to do a lot in helping other people share their story. Yeah. And so in recent year, I've taken time offline. Um, so not just advocacy. There's a lot of people blogging now. There's a lot of people on Facebook and, and sharing their stories from the farm. But I'm not on the farm every day. And so been able to take that story offline and help encourage other farmers to do some things that they're comfortable with, whether that be walking up to a meat counter shelf, like you've talked about, mm -hmm. or uh, not meat counter, dairy, dairy counter. <laughs> beef for me, dairy for Carrie. Yes. And, uh, funny how that worked out. Yeah. That whole rhyming name thing. Oh, that's like right. it was planned. That's exactly right. I actually changed my name. Uh, you should. No, no, I did. Oh, my, did. I wasn't born Carrie. No, no, I'm totally giving <laughs> crap. Thanks. I'm making this up. It must be the spot of cow talking. We're only 
a bigger and a half in. That's right. It's only going to get better, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I found it's fun to help other people, right? To see that light bulb moment and realize yeah. that it doesn't all have to happen on blog. Right. On Facebook page. Oh, for sure. Like, like getting out and talking to people in person is is probably become one of my favorite ways to do it. Even though I, you know, I've got a lot of reach and I've got a lot of following online, like one on one is still the still the best. Right? Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that's a lot of fun, but not too much about that because we've got another episode coming up. Yeah. That's all about offline advocacy. Right. Right. Or advocate, advocacy? I can't Ag- say that. Advocacy. <laughs> it's <laughs> a tough word to talk about. It is. So it is. And what are some, so we've got that, and we're also going to talk talk about some hot topics in the beef world and the dairy world. Mm-hmm. Um, so the checkoffs are yeah. one thing that maybe a lot of producers might think they know a lot about what happens there. Right. Yep. We'll talk um, a little bit about our, our experience on that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that they do with our customers. Right. To help right. our customers understand more about the products that we're raising. Just basically like, where the heck is that money going? Yep. Yeah, that dollar a dollar cow and or calf. Dairy calves too, just saying. Yep. Or, uh, you know, that 10 cents a hundredweight in the dairy side. Yep. What is that, what is that money doing? And Is should, it doing any good? No. And what happens when we're fighting about it? Right. That how, too. How does it look to our customers? But, uh, and then should we talk to activists? Yeah. No. (laughs) Carrie, have you ever had any interactions with any vegan activists? Never. (laughs) That's total sarcasm. There have been days where we've sat there and deleted comments. Nonstop. 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 Um, That can be a touchy subject. And so is it good for us to get in a fight with, with activists? Um, I'd like to get in like an actual fight with some. Act- There's some activists that have uh, sent me messages that I would really like to meet in a dark alley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not I may always... not win, but they won't come away unscathed. No, <laughs> yeah. not always the most productive. And then we've got. Um, so you're going to ask me some talk, uh, some questions about hot topics in beef. Yeah. Um, so antibiotics, hormones, GMOs, mm-hmm. feeding into them. Um, but I've got some questions for you about dairy. Right. So what's the hot topics there? All of them. All of them. Yeah, no, we talk about raw milk. We'll talk about um, antibiotics in milk. We'll talk a little bit about fair life, maybe, if we remember that we were going to talk about fair life. Oh, write it down. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, also got one, so how to be an offline advocate, but also how not to be an advocate. Yeah. Well, those are two different topics. Two different topics, yeah. Two, two different, different podcasts. But yeah. how not to be an advocate, because I think there's a lot of examples out there that we could all learn from, right? Yeah, there's no one specific way to do it, but there's a heck of a lot of ways you can screw it up. Yep. So, Or of... at least annoy a lot of people that will be sending private messages about you to their friends. If anybody ever hacks our Facebooks and look at our private messages, we... We may be in problem, maybe in trouble. <laughs> Nothing right. wouldn't save somebody's face. True. But we're bare. Yes. So, but I hope everybody enjoys it and uh, gets to to enjoy a little bit of this. So we've got several episodes coming up, and uh, stay okay. tuned. We'll get started. Yeah. You're gonna ask me about grow. <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> and one more thing, Carrie. You've been busy in lots of advocacy efforts and all across the industry. Um, but you're using that experience to start up a new venture to help other farmers and ranchers um, get involved in helping companies yeah. to share their message. Because you know what a dairy farmer with a toddler in a side business needs? 
another side business. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I uh, I recently launched a business called Grow Influencer Group, and Grow is basically all about connecting um, companies in the agriculture and food sector to people online who are influential um, and who are talking. So basically say um, Cat wants to uh, reach more of an ag market with their skid loaders or something, then I would connect them with farmers and ranchers who would use their products um, to try them out and um, kind of tweet about them, blog about them, video about them. Um, do that kind of thing or a company has a conference that they put on and they want people that will come and live tweet the conference I will be that connection point for those companies but aren't companies already you know getting bloggers get come to their meeting and blog about it um, a few are like this is kind of a thing that's really growing in ag like outside of ag everyone else is like doing this ag is behind shocking um, the ag world's a little bit behind on it, but they're trying to catch up. And uh, there's agencies out there that, you know, do lots of different types of marketing and, and those kinds of things. And they're trying to kind of handle this, but they don't know the influencers out there like I do, like you do. Um, you know, since I've been part of this movement for so long, I've really got a good feel for who who is out there in specific sectors and, and who would be good to connect with different people. So I'm using my experience in my network to make sure that companies get the right people um, in those roles because uh, it's easy enough to go to Google and find bloggers. Like anybody can do that, but it isn't as easy to find the right bloggers. The right fit. The right fit. The Someone right, who talks about the right topic. Right, that has the right audience too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a big big part of what I do is making sure we have the right people connected to the right companies and the right programs. Mm-hmm. And so Grow is made around to to benefit not only the person, the blogger, the individual that's looking for right. to be more involved, but the company right. that's looking to get the right people to that's spread the message. Symbiotic relationship. That's a big word. It is. <laughs> Write that down, you guys. Look it up later. <laughs> All right. Well, how can people find more information about Grow? Uh, they can go to growinfluencergroup.com. Yeah, easy yeah, enough. Easy and sign enough. up to uh, get Yeah. Touch. So if you're an influencer, um, if you're somebody that's out there using Facebook, using Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, um, and, and reaching to an audience, you can sign up there to be considered for jobs um, in the future. And if you're a company that is like, you know what, we want to try influencer marketing, uh, for sure. Uh, check it out. I have a, a pretty basic website right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty basic, but it, it'll get you to uh, connecting with me and I will be able to reach out from there. All right. Check that out. Yeah. Do it.